Hey, it's great to see everyone here for another Grit Burton Coaches Cafe, as we are going to be talking about the subject of thriving. Team wellness is the emphasis here, as we are trying to find ways, practical ways even, that we can both look after our own health, our own emotional, physical, spiritual wellness, and also thinking about corporate wellness on the team. What do we do to help the team to be a healthy team, thriving, so that we can be more effective? And I hope you were able to catch the article that is online right now at gripberkman.com slant thriving. If you have not had a chance to look up the article to see it coming in the newsletter, you can look that up right now at gripberkman.com slant thriving. And you can kind of follow along with us even as we work through some of the points of that article. Just to kind of summarize real quickly, thinking a lot about burnout and how many people that we encounter have either suffered from burnout, perhaps are burnout right now, or they might be on the road to burnout. And many times that coming from the stress of operating outside of our strengths, operating perhaps too much in the flesh, or, or having too much put on us that we feel like it's a load that's just heavier than we can bear. And so we go and we go and we go until we have burned the candle at both ends, and then it starts to burn in the opposite directions, and we realize there's nothing more to burn, that we are really and truly burned out. And thinking about some of the statistics that we have gathered from other studies that are out there, like the, the study from Indeed, that would say that 61% of remote workers and 53% of on-site workers are finding it more and more difficult to unplug from work after hours. And that sad statistic that only 6% of virtual workers say they never check emails after hours. That's to say that 94% of us check email at any time of the day, maybe even at the dinner table, and even when we are saying prayers with our children at night, oops, there, there's the email. Or last thing I do before I turn out the light, I'm even in bed, have any of you been guilty of this? If so, don't raise your hand. But have you been guilty of even checking email in bed, either right before you turn off the light or even before you turn on the light early in the morning? And if so, then uh, we want to talk a little bit about how to get out of those kind of habits and what can we do to help people to avoid burnout. Our conversation won't be just about burnout uh, as we uh, talk about what are the signs of a healthy, thriving team, where the team members are healthy, and they are helping each other to be healthy, which results in a healthy team. And you'll see uh, in the article that there are uh, some specific points, some descriptions offered there of thriving teams. What does it mean to be a thriving team? Number one, members of a thriving team have learned how to take care of themselves. Number two, members of a thriving team establish clear boundaries and keep a healthy work-life balance. Then members of a thriving team have learned to optimize their use of resources. Members of a thriving team connect their individual values with the values of the team. 
Members of a thriving team give priority to maintaining spiritual health. Members of a thriving team regularly affirm each other's strengths and contributions. And members of a thriving team take time together outside of work. So those are the main points that we're looking at. When we're talking about how to take care of themselves, we're talking about being that uh, each one thinking more highly of others than we do of ourselves from Philippians 2.4, as we are talking about watching out for each other and a healthy team, team members can call out each other and, and even say, hey, it seems to me that, and we can talk about how also to protect each other, speaking up for each other when we might see someone being overloaded, overburdened. At the same time, maintaining clear boundaries that help us to have a healthy work-life balance, which means that the team is trying to be holistic in our approach to, to health. We are concerned with our physical health, our spiritual health, our emotional health, and our psychological health as we are watching out for each other. And that might mean also trying to work on rhythms of work rest, and spiritual renewal, not only on an individual basis, but also on a team basis. As we talk about maybe encouraging teams to take uh, soul care retreats together, where they're building one another up, and uh, finding how to build up some kind of a rhythm where we are perhaps not always on a retreat, but at the same time, we're not always just at work. And what about home time? What about uh, rest time? What about family time? We get into that rhythm that we need. And then optimizing our use of resources, how we need to find that balance between workloads and priorities, between perfection and good enough, between time spent thinking and time spent acting, and watching out for that one team member that might be overloaded. And every team every church, every organization, the people who get things done get more things put on them because they're the ones who get things done. You know, that 80-20 Pareto principle, the 20% that get 80% of the work done. And what do we do? We keep more and more on that 20%. Those people who are the doers, the get it done people, we keep more and more on them until they burn out. And what do we do to try and help them find that kind of balance that they need as we bear one another's burdens? and optimize our resources, tap into that person who might not get the job done 100% perfectly the way we might have thought it ought to be done, but they might get it done you know, 60 or 80% well enough, good enough, that we ought to let them run with it, let them have a room for growth, perhaps. And then the whole issue of values. You're going to see some tools coming out really soon about helping us to to uh, evaluate our team values and personal values and how they fit in with that. So how do we help team members see how their values nest in the overall values of the team and the values of the organization? How do their, how do their values line up? Or perhaps if they do not line up and there's a misfit here with their values and their sense of calling, how do we help them to find perhaps the right place that they need to be which is perhaps not where they are right now. And that's a really hard one for us to be a healthy team and able to handle that in a healthy way. And then maintaining spiritual health. Jesus said, 
Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you in Matthew 6.33. And how do we help teams to give priority to spiritual development and soul care, which does not necessarily mean that that's what takes up all of our time or even the majority of our time, but that it is a priority for us, that it's part of our conversations that we are actually investing time and resources into helping people maintain their spiritual health and teams doing that together to maintain our spiritual health. That ties right into the idea of helping one another to really be maximizing our strengths, affirming those strengths in each other. And we know that with Grip Berkman, team builds, affirmation is always a very important, the most important part, perhaps, of what we do with a team build. That at the end of every gathering, we affirm one another uh, so that we can make sure that people feel appreciated for who they are and what they have to contribute to the team. At the same time, remembering that caution, be careful that those are genuine affirmations that are really for the individual and not just the generic things that people might discard then as not really being a true affirmation. And then finally, getting together outside of the work environment. When we spend some time together, uh, just fellowshipping, going out for a meal, perhaps playing games, perhaps doing an adventure together, anything like that where we are doing some team building as we are not just at work. Keeping in mind that the definition of fun varies from person to person. For example, I'll start off with this one. I coached a couple of guys who were both very high physical energy. They were both go, go, go red kind of guys all during the week. And on Friday afternoon, one of them said to the other, let's go shoot some hoops. They've been going 90 miles an hour together, running neck and neck. And he says, let's go shoot some hoops to blow off some steam. And the other guy says, what steam? I am out of steam. I just want to go crash on the couch and watch football all weekend. I'll see you Monday morning. And both of them were surprised at each other. The one guy saying, hey, I thought he was so full of energy that he would really love to go you know, play basketball this, this, this weekend or tonight. And the other guy saying, how in the world could he have any energy left after working like that all week long? It's a matter of what would refuel them. They had very different needs. So watch out for that. Uh, you know, you might have a team leader who says, let's go on a nature walk. And some of the people saying, I just suffer from hay fever whenever I get out, you know, on a nature walk. And somebody might want to just sit around and sip coffee together one-on-one. -on -one, and that's their idea of really having fun. Be careful also that you think about the real needs of the people and not just what you think their needs are. Give yourself permission to do some things that will be investments uh, for the long haul. Don't be like that guy that said, burn yourself out for Jesus. And then all you do end up doing is, is you just end up being a burned out, washed up, washed out, useless piece of char. Uh, instead, uh, go for the long haul. Let's go for the long win so that we can keep being productive for as long as the Lord gives us time here. And that's what we're all about, isn't it? Trying to help people discover how to build that unity in the body of Christ so more people can know Jesus. And that will result in much fruit, which means our Father will be glorified because of it. And we'll just be found to be as faithful, obedient servants. 
God bless you folks, and thanks for joining us again. Bye-bye now.